the twelfth day of Christmas, many magic gifts came to me. Twelve rangers morphing, eleven ghosts possessing, ten keenans scheming, nine orphans playing, eight urkels geeking, seven twins a twinning, six sliders sliding, five fruit cakes, four time loose, three young kids, two prophetic dreams, and a refrigerator day bonus. Welcome to Namely 90s. The podcast that takes you back to the time before smartphones, Google, and Y2K. Join your hosts as they relive the pop culture that shaped a generation and the parts that many people wish they could forget. Listen in to the conversation about how the decade defined those who spent their childhood there and how it shaped them as adults. So... Turn down the grunge and dial up the internet. Let's get started. It's time for Namely 90s. That's right. You're listening to Namely 90s. My name's Andrew and over there is Brandon. It's morphin' time. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) As usual, you can find us online at Namely90s.com or on Twitter and Instagram at Namely90s with a 90S. Perfect. Uh... This show is also available on YouTube at Namely90s.com slash YouTube. And finally, if you'd like to support the show, head on over to Patreon.com slash Namely90s with a 90S. Join one of our support levels. Oh, boy. It's been quite the run. We are on the 12th and final episode of our second annual 12 Days of Christmas specials. Special. You said it correctly. Yes. And as usual, to introduce our guest for no apparent reason, and it bothers Brandon tremendously, I mean, is Brandon. <laughs> like, you, you know who who our guests are this time? Uh, you, 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 you took away all of the intro. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of fun just to, just to have, have you say it. We have Taylor Swift here to talk about her new album. Wait. Uh, happy New <laughs> okay, Year, so everyone. Hey, you guys. How you doing? <laughs> Oh wow, we do have Taylor over there. Uh, no, Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, it's this is the first day of January twenty twenty two. If you've decided to listen to us on day one, please, I hope you do. Um, uh, the the things attached to my wrists are zeonizers. I'll come into effect later. But we have brought Steampunk Link and Emmy Zero from Snescapades on Woo! to talk about uh, Power Rangers Zeo's Christmas episode. But more on that later. Uh, I'm going to make sure my zeonizer doesn't go off again. And uh, hi, Link. Hi, Emmy. Hi. Hello. How are Thank you? Thank you for having us here. Uh, it's a uh, we're we're good. It's uh, great to be here. Uh, and uh, yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's been, it's been a weird one. I think, it's I think it's hard to say, one. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, we're here and we're going to talk about, uh, this power Rangers episode. I know you yes. said it's morphin time, but is it, is it really, <laughs> it's always morphin time. And while we are all getting out our toys that are power Rangers related and make noise, <laughs> oh, is that the dragon dagger? That is the dragon dagger. I nice. always keep it handy. Never uh, know when you might need it. I I also brought my Japanese mobirates uh, from uh, Super 
Hold on. Oh, yeah. I'm going to try to morph into someone who gives a damn. Oh, no, sorry. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot to mention Andrew hates Power Rangers. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, what is this like doing here? This must have been extra fun for Brandon you. Oh, yeah. By the way, it's one of the worst episodes. <laughs> yeah. One, one of the worst episodes. Oh, gosh. It's classic. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm a child. Um, <laughs> okay, fair enough. Nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> no, I, I mean, I actually, I highly recommend watching, uh, I think it's the 35th uh, Super Sentai series, Go Kaiger. It's, it, it's relatable. Space Pirates. It's the best one. Mm-hmm. It, it is the best one. It's the Japanese version. But we're not here to talk about P- Power Rangers or Super Sentai yet. We're here to talk about SNESCapades, or as I always say, SNESCapades. Wait, S- no, I don't say that. SENS. Yes, I also get dyslexic while saying it. No, NES, Super NEScapades. It's SNEScapades, right? Yes, yeah. That's how you pronounce it. We've been on your show. You've been on our show. You came on our show. Originally, Link sent us a congratulations on our one-year anniversary. You kind of dived into this thing where we would have like a, a hypothetical um, land of all 90s nostalgia, uh, which Andrew and I kind of perverted into like a 90s <laughs> con. And then uh, you had us on your 200 game review episode cele- celebration episode because mm-hmm. the 200th review was in the previous episode, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, we we came on to, to kind of flush that idea out. And then the rest of your guests also um, contributed their their special um, thoughts on the matter. I, uh, we also had um, Shalena from Everything 90s on this for our 12 Days of Christmas specials, which she was a guest for for that as well. Oh, cool. Which one did she do? Uh, she did the Family Matters episode on the oh, 28th. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I was still envisioning like a 90s theme village, not necessarily a con. Uh, well, you know right. I mean? Yeah. That was, that was the original idea. And then it kind of turned into like, hey, what if it was a convention? Because that's something that sure. could possibly be do. done. But you look at, you know, there's these towns. We have like this little Bavarian town. Well, you know, Leavenworth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah Leavenworth. Right. Yeah. Like, why not? I mean, they just lost Oktoberfest. Why not make it. Yeah, 90s so, town. So, so it's like Leavenworth, but you've got, you know, you've got the Spencer's gifts, you've got, yep. you know, the, uh, the Sam Goody, uh, you know, all the restaurants <laughs> the are, Circuit are, City. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. You know, uh, and, uh, everyone, everyone lives in, uh, in, in, uh, uh, like subdivisions that are uh, like pretty well maintained, but definitely looked better <laughs> in the seventies. Yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah. yeah. Do you guys remember the the store Best back in like the nineties? I don't think we had that where I. Grew oh up. yeah. So yeah, I I feel like I vaguely remember Best. I don't know. I, um, I don't remember. It was Best. like a low rent Sears in North okay. Everett. It was so bad. Yeah, now we, it's like part of the hospital. We didn't um, I, I grew up in St. Louis, and we had <laughs> Venture. Okay. It was like a department mm. store, kind of like Target. It's called Venture. Oh, very. That cool. place was really cool. Uh, but before we get too off the rails about Washington in the nineties, uh, what is, can we ask you what, uh, for those of our listeners that don't know, what is, uh, Snescapades all about? Uh, yeah, I could just give the spiel that I gave at the beginning of each episode. Uh, we are a, uh, 
uh, what is that spiel? How does it go? It's weird not just it's, jumping into an episode yeah. now a- and having a- to re- recall it. You gotta uh, work on your elevator pitch, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, two two I friends have none, embark by the way. on a chronolo- chronological journey to play, review, and rank every Super Nintendo. Yeah, uh, it's something game. like that. Exa- yes. Exactly. We play them briefly. We judge them harshly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sounds and, uh, that's we pretty much all them. you need to know. Yeah. yeah. We yeah and uh, yeah we rank them and that's pretty much oh. all you need to know. Uh, basically, we started with the very first Super Nintendo games released in North America, and we've been playing every game released, uh, with a, a few exceptions where we couldn't quite get the technology to work right. <laughs> uh, for you know, basically, uh, we're up to um, I believe almost exactly two years into the su- Super Nintendo's lifespan now. Uh, yeah. and we're going to keep going all the way to the end. Uh, so wow. yeah, we, we do a few games at a time and, uh, you know, we just have like a fun conversation about them. We kind of go into their history and, uh, then we talk about our experience playing the games and we, uh, yeah, we put them on our list. Uh, so I, I do have a question. I, I obviously, uh, most, the most recent episode I, I listened to, uh, cause this is recorded before the first of the year, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we actually had to delay by two weeks. So my, the last episode I listened to was Sorry. the two, the 200 special. Um, and, uh, you mentioned that, the um, you were thinking about getting into playing the super scope games. Uh, yeah, which yeah. Is we're going to do that eventually. The, we, Super Nintendo. Yeah, we had uh, Joe from SNES's Life uh, come on. He does a Twitch stream where uh, he and his son, who's uh, gone off to college now, so he's not there anymore. But um, they were also going through the entire Super Nintendo library chronologically. And they were probably going a little deeper into the games themselves, where we just try and, you know, kind of give like an overview and a little Mm -hmm. historical perspective. But um, yeah, so he's still got, you know, like, an old CRT that can actually use a light gun. The first time that we came across a super scope game, I think I tried emulating it and it (laughs) works okay, but it's like, it was very clearly like not the same experience. Okay. Well, cause like the, the thing that you can do very easily in emulating (laughs) a, a, you know, light gun game is, is have it substitute just like the mouse cursor or the light gun, uh, which, you know, it works. You can technically play it but it's it's not really like the intended experience it's it's super easy pretty much uh to cheese any game you play that way (laughs) so you know it's it's uh we we kind of decided to to hold off on those until we had like a better solution whether that's you know getting to actually use like a real super scope with a crt or if we figured out some better way to to do it through emulation that would that would you know give us a better experience head on down to the uh thrift store or like one of those uh-huh. recycling places and try to scope out Ooh, oh, yeah, or like a school Aurora Avenue. Uh, yeah. Yeah. School just they always have that the cart. AV cart. Yeah. 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 Right, right. yeah. The library might have one you could use. That's you a good idea, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they probably won't like the noise though. I go to the library to use the internet the yeah. exclusively. <laughs> we, we will probably just end up emulating them anyway, but now mm-hmm. at least we've had the perspective of somebody who got to play them you know, legit. And so I, I think, you know, hopefully we can use that as a sort of jumping off point for our discussion on them. And we'll just, yeah, uh, yeah our, our idea at this point is just once we get to the next one, we're just going to try and just blaze through them all in one episode, just get them out of the way, get them done. And uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good call. Good call. Um, uh, another thing about your 200th episode or your 200th review, uh, extravaganza uh i forget what the actual title was for that but uh review celebration episode um 
you also asked the people that were coming on what games uh, that mm. we saw on the list that might deserve to be a little bit higher. Uh, Andrew, I don't know if I mentioned this, but we managed to move NHL 94's position yeah. up three spots ish. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't, I don't know how it worked out by the end of the episode with all the other shuffling, but um, it, I, yeah, I, I was impressed that we, we managed to get it that high. <laughs> Well, you know, like, you know, what we actually ended up doing, because uh, we you asking us to reconsider NHL 94 kind of caused us to to reconsider um, a few games around it, too, mm-hmm. in relation to that game and each other. Mm-hmm. So it was like a pretty uh, I, I feel really good about how we ended up at the end of that. So thank well, you guys for for stumping for that game. Definitely. I, I mean, it's the one Super Nintendo game the two of us can agree on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it looks like it's number 37 right now. So nice. Yes, uh, we we appreciate you uh, taking that into consideration. Yeah, no problem. Uh, we appreciate you guys coming on to, to chat with us. So and Absolutely. Uh, one more cool thing that I, I love about your show is um, you have the episodes where you look back at Nintendo power. Yeah, from, yeah. Like, the old Nintendo powers that are like released cool. with how you're going through the chronological um the chronological list of NES release games, uh, super NES release games, excuse me. And, uh, like I'm, I'm a huge Nintendo power fan. Had I had the foresight to know that people would be like collecting Nintendo power magazines in the future and looking back at them, I wouldn't have tossed them away. Like a few years ago, Brandon had Nintendo power. I had cat fancy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's really, but it was a self fulfilling prophecy. Uh, I mean, I mean who's say. to say which one is is a better document of its time in history? You know, I, I definitely held on to my Nintendo Power magazines longer than Andrew held on to Cat Fancy. <laughs> Indeed, uh, I turned them into cat litter. Yeah. <laughs> I um I have held on to a few of my magazines from the from back in the day. I I've gotten rid of a lot of them because I have not really wanted a lot of physical media and like I you can download the entire archive of Nintendo power pretty much from the internet archive now. So you can just have, have them all digitally. Oh, good. But, I, then um, I don't feel bad about tossing mine in the recycling. Yeah. But like a, a couple of them I have held on to because they were special for one reason or another. Um, like the final, the original final fantasy strategy guide has some really cool art in it. And is also just like, it was, I think it was the first one that I got when I started subscribing. Um, I did get like all the back issues, pretty early on so i do have a copy of the number one with mario and wart from mario 2 on the cover Ooh, that's awesome yeah um nice. the classic and, cover yes and, and just a couple others i'm actually kind of getting ready to send some of them some of the less special ones to me uh off to uh frank safaldi <laughs> at the video game history museum so that's cool yeah. um let's see uh and so where are you currently? Like still in 1992-ish? For we're in 93. 93. We're kind of midway okay. through 93 right now. So. All right. That's, so. that's cool. So uh, obviously that really relates to our subject matter with the, the 90s. And uh, I always try to, to make sure to include any any nintendo game and any like major other video game that that's released when i do our uh travel back in time segment in the beginning of our shows so yeah um yeah that's that's cool um and what else uh i had oh um do you want to share any holiday memories before we get into power rangers 
No, no, no. Um, do, Evan, you do you have anything? You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, I, I don't know why, but I have a very strong memory of getting a, uh, a stuffed Sonic the Hedgehog doll when I was awesome. like eight and, uh, Traitor. During- yeah, I know. I know. Uh, I was, I was kind of playing, playing both sides at the time, but, uh, yeah, I, I kept that thing with me all through everything we did, uh, at Christmas, uh, that year. And, uh, yeah, it, it, I think deeply annoyed several people because <laughs> I would make sure it was like at the table with us and everything. So, uh, that's my holiday. That's fun. Sonic gets a seat at this table. He's that's part right. of this family. That's <laughs> right. I mean, I, he made it into the pages of Nintendo Power with uh, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. And, yep. Uh, Finally, yeah. So I, I, I will advocate for, for Sonic after Sega dies. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, I, I guess uh, one thing that sticks out to me, especially if we're talking video game related stuff, would be um, I think the year I got my Super Nintendo, I also got Mario Paint with it around oh, Christmas wow. time. So that was a that was a very good Christmas. That was actually so uh, again, growing up in St. Louis, the year that I had the year that I got the Super Nintendo for Christmas was uh, the year that that two other things were going on. One, I had a really horrible teacher in elementary school. And two, we had some really nasty snowstorms that would drop like seven (sighs) or so inches of snow on us. And like this happened multiple times throughout that winter. So we got a lot of snow days. And so my friends who like lived in the neighborhood and were close enough that they could just walk over to our house, you know, we like, we would just take those snow days. We'd be like, all right, we just played a bunch of super Mario world. We're going to make a bunch of Goombas out of snow. So we built like this super Mario world themed snow fort. And, uh, that was a good winter. It was a good winter. (laughs) Nice. Um, yeah, I, that, that's, that's awesome. Um, Andrew, um, I'm not sure if it's the holidays specifically. I can't remember, but where my brother had a friend who had the Nintendo <coughs> and the light gun, the original NES, because uh-huh. it had a light gun, I believe as well. It did, oh yeah, yeah. Um, I had a light gun. I just remember the mom in the house smoked extremely heavily, and they oh, also had those like radiant space heater, like satellite <laughs> dish things in the corner. And uh-huh. I have like really, really uh, vivid memories of this weird smoke-filled nintendo house and i have no idea why was that your brother's friend from our blog no is in pioneer trails remember okay. pioneer trails yes i do yeah uh, where like 70s rich people lived and then they died and um <laughs> yeah i also had this the i had the gun for duck hunt for, mm-hmm. uh, yeah 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 that was the the nes light gun the zapper the smoking next to called. an unwatered Christmas tree. That's safe, right? That's oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. With the space heater, like oscillating next to it. I'm like, this is not good. And not to disparage our friends who lived over there, but why does it seem like most of the people that lived in that neighborhood did that? It's like, it was like rundown fancy. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's the 1970s, but you have a three car garage. So you seem kind of bougie, you know, like, it's, I don't know how to describe that. Well, those houses <laughs> were probably like, heavily when I say bougie. <laughs> yeah, those, those houses were probably like really, really state of the art when they were brand new, but now oh, yeah. it's like, oh, now that now they don't have like quite the amenities. So, you know, it's like, oh yeah, these don't have, you know, like central, you know, air conditioning or whatever, <laughs> don't have proper heating. So we have to have all this, all this yeah. stuff, heating it up and everything. But yeah. Our houses were the new develop part, parts of the new development when that, uh, when, 
So uh, you guys were the fancy ones. Yeah, now they, I, yeah, they're the old ones. I uh, keep forgetting you guys were like um, friends since you've been like two years old or something. Mm-hmm. That is kind of I like was two. He was probably three. That is kind of mind blowing to me. Like the well, idea of, have, of of like having a friend for that long is like unfathomable to me because I have moved so many times within my life. That well, like, to be fair, we were moderately estranged friends until we started doing the podcast. Oh, yeah. okay, fair enough. Fair well, enough. not in the sense like not. What? Not not on purpose, mostly just because we live far away and it's like, you, well, right, yeah, you, you know, you move and, you know, like you don't have time to just like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll just call people up, especially like, OK, if you're a guy, you're not like supposed to just like call up your guy friends to chat on the phone. And I hate that. Mm-hmm. I hate. I have, that one, I have a friend just, who does that. <laughs> OK, good. he should. He should do that. We should normalize guys just talking to each other on the phone. Like, just hang what, what's, out. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. <laughs> So what you thinking about? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> uh, we, we usually have to find something like Rocket League or, or some sort of uh, terrible video game to um, to play I mean, while chatting. I mean, I know so many people that started playing Destiny this last year just so that they could like interact. keep up with interact yeah. with their friends in a way that like would, would allow some structure, you know, so, yeah. that's, that's fair. Um, but I mean, I. I was his. I was the best man at his wedding. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, while we're getting all the lore dump. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, he, he had kids and a, a wife, and I'm single oh, in, in California. Yeah. So y- yes, we didn't hang out as often, but I. It's not. I wouldn't say we were estranged. I would say. No, I know. <laughs> uh, I was just being obnoxious. Yeah. Don't uh, mind me. Uh, speaking of obnoxious, uh, <laughs> in 1990, I want to say three, but it's probably four. Uh, Haim Saban brought over a brand to America that he eventually named the Power Rangers. Um, it was from Japanese uh, footage of a series called Super Sentai, uh, specifically Zoo Ranger, and. Uh, that created the Power Ranger craze for for three of us, and apparently Andrew was <laughs> always a stick in the mud. Um, but I, what are you? What are your memories of of Power Rangers, Lincoln, Emmy? Oh, uh, Emmy, you want to go first because I might be a while. Yeah, yeah. So I remember seeing commercials for Power Rangers before it came on Fox. Uh, you know when they were kind of hyping it up, and I was like, "What is that show? That looks really cool." You know, they they're like superheroes, but then they have like a robot and it fights monsters like Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I was there like right from the start. Uh, I watched a ton of original Power Rangers. Uh, I was really into it. Uh, saw the movie in theaters. And then after a while, um, I think probably somewhere kind of kind of around like the start or kind of the midpoint, maybe of Power Rangers Zio. Mm-hmm. I kind of started to fall off of it. Okay. So I didn't watch as much of it. You know, I, w- I would kind of check in on it from time to time, but I was, you know, I was getting a little older and I didn't, it, it wasn't keeping up with some of the same stuff. I was getting more into things like Star Trek and stuff like that. And um, uh, then, you know, kind of uh, as an adult, I realized there were like 20 Power Rangers series I had never seen. So uh, my, my wife and I, who uh, we, we both like this, this kind of stuff started kind of going through some of the the older series and we found a few that we we ended up like really thinking were were like a ton of fun and you know i've watched some super sentai stuff as well uh and i like that i I like pretty much all the super sentai stuff i've actually taken the time to 
like really get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm you know uh, I'm I'm down to clown with the Power Rangers definitely. What were your standout seasons when you did the the watch later so on the, in life? The the big one for us was Power Rangers RPM, okay, which yeah. was the like go for broke. It was like the last time that like one of the companies that has owned Power Rangers had the rights to it. So they just sort of went nuts with it and made this cool, like kind of like dystopian sci-fi action series that used the stupidest uh, robot designs. I think mm-hmm. Power Rangers has ever had these like cars with animal faces on them. Yep. Uh, and uh, it's a great show. It's really good. But we also liked um, we also liked Mystic Force a lot. That was surprisingly uh, good. Yeah, Mystic Force I think made great use of the uh, the New Zealand stunt talent in oh, a weird yeah. way. But uh, you know, it's all fun. It's all it's all a, a great time. Uh, I think we watched uh, Dino Thunder as well uh, okay. fairly recently, and uh, and and that one it's okay. It's all right. It's got Tommy in it. That's kind of yeah, cool. That- but yeah. I just I I wanted to point out that RPM I, I believe was the season that had like Rose McIver. Uh, yes, it did. Yeah, in it, uh, known for like a bunch of like ghost dramas or zombie, yeah. no, zombie and ghost dramas now. But, uh-huh. Uh Like, and then the Red Ranger was in the Jessica Jones. Um, first oh season. dang, you're right. I neighbor. didn't I didn't think about that, but you're right. He, he's super wise. So a crazy talented <laughs> cast from yeah. that random season. <laughs> That's from that random season of Power Rangers. Uh Link. Okay, so I was probably a little bit too old for Power Rangers when it came out, but the show still super appealed to me anyway for some reason. Um so I I I was also not terribly popular at school, like uh, pretty much ever until high school. <laughs> I kind of found my niche, which was singing. And uh, so I, I would mostly play with like neighbor kids who are like a little bit younger than me, like between my brother and I's ages. My brother was uh, younger than me, than I was. And so when Power Rangers happened, we all got really into Power Rangers. And it just so happened that among myself, my brother and our neighbors, we just happened to have like three guys and two girls. So like we could all map to a Power Ranger almost perfectly. (laughs) So we we just kind of adapted or sort of adopted our own Power Ranger personas. And we would just pretend to be Power Rangers all the time. We all had our own little power morphers and everything. And like to this day, you know, I, I'll collect some like old school Mighty Morphin stuff. And I don't even think like, oh, that's that's not Trini. That's like Joy, the girl from our, you know, the girl from down the block. You know, like that's that's Aww. just kind of like how um, how much I associate the Power Rangers with that group of friends. And, awesome. uh, after we moved a couple of years after that, um, that was around the time when Zeo started happening. So between the fact that I didn't have those friends around anymore and also like power Rangers was changing a lot, I kind of fell off of it at that point. So I know a little bit of Zeo, like a lot of mighty Morphin, and that is pretty much it. I've not really gone back to the series except for like the sort of mighty Morphin revival that has happened in the past couple of years with like the, the comics and the new movie and the board oh. games, all of which I have just eaten up because I think that what they're doing with the old mighty Morphin stuff is pretty cool. The The boom studio comics are fantastic. Yeah. The boom studio co- comics are awesome. Um, I've got the board game from renegade studios that I would, I'm still kind of waiting for COVID to die down enough that I can get a group of people to play that with. <laughs> but if you, uh, 
If you're doing an <laughs> online uh, online version of uh, like an RPG Power Rangers thing, I I feel like you're talking with someone about that in one of your episodes. Oh yeah, because I was saying that I, I thought I had heard that Renegade Studios was doing like a Power Rangers D and D. It turns they, they totally are doing that. So oh. uh, hmm, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah if you're making a podcast to- out of that and uh, you're looking for people to hop on, uh, I would I would uh, force my way into that. Um, okay, all right. <laughs> We we might do that. We might do that. We'll see. I, I really need to get my hands on the book to see mm-hmm. like how that whole thing is. Cause honestly, like ordinarily tabletop gaming is absolutely not my bag, but you know, for power Rangers, I might be convinced to maybe, you know, pick up some, some DMing skills and, and try this out for sure. Uh, Andrew, you stated um, at the top, you hated power Rangers. I didn't really watch much of it. I just, you hate I, Power Rangers I, and everything good about the world? I feel like my, my <laughs> brother was older and mm-hmm. I think convinced me pretty early on that it was super dorky and lame. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, of course, as a younger trouble. brother, needed to have the approval of my older brother, so mm-hmm. couldn't like it. Whereas, Weird, uh, I don't feel like my younger brother ever needed that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was kind of a tag along. Like, I always wanted to... How much... How different were you in age? Um, About three years, I think. We were four years, but I feel like he was always trying to shake me, but I was just <laughs> kind of following him around yeah. for a while. Um, yeah, I've shared on the podcast before, like I, I watched it from the beginning and uh, I would on occasion when we were all playing outside would make an excuse that I had to go inside at 430 for, for uh dinner or something and then just go upstairs and watch uh power rangers on our and this TV. family always ate at five by the way y- yes <laughs> you weren't fooling anybody yeah i was <laughs> like oh I, I have to i i'm a little tired today i gotta go in uh play play uh go do something <laughs> and yeah and, and that made it into like the turbo year well turbo was on saturday mornings but yeah i watched through in space, which was the end of the Zordon arc, right? T- technically, and then I probably kept watching through. I know I watched Lost Galaxy, and I think I watched SBD. If I'm being completely honest, yeah. Um, so this will be interesting because you'll probably know better than I what the implications of this episode that we're going to talk about are, and whether or not it's even possible that this could be the case that the episode is presenting the framing device for this episode is wild. Like just the idea that they thought this was a good idea is incredible (laughs) to me. Oh, it's the nineties. Uh, we're watching, we've watched the power Rangers Zeo episode, a season to remember, which is technically the 50th, I believe episode of power. Yeah. So I, I I think it ended up, being, being broadcast is the 50th yeah it definitely okay. exists somewhere around episode 13 or 14 uh like chronologically since they lose their powers at the end of zeo uh, sorry am i cutting you off from saying this no 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 sorry okay. I, I just had some like really loud traffic going by my uh, house okay. for a second no, uh, um yeah it, yeah yeah they, they did the because I think technically this is all happening before like the gold ranger stuff happened. Yes. Uh, okay. This is probably, uh, if you look, if you look at the, their one Jewish friend, uh, he appears in an, like an episode somewhere around 14 or 17. Um, Oh, is he not yeah. a ranger? No, <laughs> no, no. They're, they're, they're actually very careful in this episode to not say anything around him. That would, would, uh, 
you know, suggest that they know more about the horrible little robot gremlin that's come <laughs> to make them feel bad yeah. uh, about each other uh, than they do. <laughs> I have to say, I was quite impressed with the hypothetical quality of the video that we watched that we may or may not have watched on a hypothetical site. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, the rip, the rip, the hypothetical rip of this episode was quite if one were to watch it. It may have been, it would have been a reasonable yeah. quality. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the framing device, I forgot about the framing device. It's uh, in the future. Um, there's an old man, uh, which played by J- Jason David Frank, um, <laughs> who's a grandpa with his son. And I think it's supposed to be Tommy. Yeah. With, well, yeah. with his grandson. Uh, do you think that was actually Jason David Frank in that wig until the last scene? Like, do you think they just like, I think it was, you think well, so? He looked yeah. young, even in the last scene. It was him the whole time. I, I'm yeah. Yeah. The thing is that's a grandpa voice. Isn't just more gravelly. It's usually a yeah. little strained. Yeah. And then I'm just Where, like, why didn't just... Bob Saget just play the voice? I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. That <laughs> would have made more sense. And like uh, the whole time I'm thinking like, oh, show us old man, Tommy, show us old man. I want to see the old man makeup. And then they, they didn't even do great. anything. Like, no. yeah. they kind of tried to smooth his face out more. I think. Yeah. Which seems I think. the opposite of what you would do yeah. for an yeah, old person. I mean, they they, 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 they give him gray Botox. hair. Yeah, they do. It looks like they even Botox. Like It's like they put like a bunch of pancake makeup on his face so that it couldn't move as much. And mm. like, yeah, it, it's not good. It's a bad look for sure. Uh, oh, but I, I, I yeah. have in my notes. I think this is set during the time when they think Billy is the Gold Ranger. So the Gold Ranger might have started to show up as like a mystery character. Oh, mm-hmm. oh OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they had a bunch of red herrings, right? Like they, it was like, oh, maybe it's Billy. Oh, maybe it's like Tommy's weird brother that we introduced in one episode. <laughs> Didn't he? Uh, so uh, RIP to, to Jason David Frank's <clears throat> brother, by the way. My question <laughs> about this show. Cause I know this is a special episode. Yes. Is, did they all seem like after school specials or is that <laughs> unique to this episode? Uh, well, I mean like in the mighty Morphin era, at least they would literally have like PSAs after every episode. So kind of, yeah. But at the same time, at least there was fighting in the other yeah, ones. Yeah. It felt like one. a video on diversity that you like have to watch the courthouse. It you know? does feel like that. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, the, the very kind of like uh, awkward explanation of the different like cultural traditions that we're seeing. And then the way, the particular way in which everybody has to apologize to each other at the end <laughs> after they've like, you know, kicked the bad vibes bug or whatever. Uh, yeah, after is, they've, they've recovered from the, uh, the racist gun. From yeah. a racist guy yeah. by yeah. hearing yeah. A, a really tone deaf child sing at them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. They, they misfired the racism gun on all of the Republicans by accident. <laughs> like, right. And afterward. <laughs> no, no, like when, when, when the, the machine guy, I can't remember, what is his name? Like King Mondo or something like that? King yeah, Mondo, like, yes. Is yeah, that the when, guy when in the screen? We're going to use no. their diversity against them. I was like, oh, he's a he's a Republican politician. <laughs> he's come apparently. to the future. Yeah. No, King can I ask, the, who was the robot guy? Who's yeah. the guy in like the screen that the uh, robot talks to? That's Zordon. He's like their boss. Oh. Why does his mouth not move? Why does his head just like change <laughs> angles? I don't it understand kind of does that. Because they only had so much footage of that actor doing stuff, I think. So oh. they recorded. I, I believe if I remember correctly, they recorded all of his facial movements on the first day of Power Rangers. It was like, Mighty Morphin, and then he would just do his voiceovers later on. I actually have a question about the scenes in the like command center where we see them. So 
Okay, Zordon gives Alpha Five uh, a set of a pair of like fuzzy slippers for for Christmas, <laughs> uh-huh. and and like okay, so first of all, how did Zordon shop for that? I don't. Know. <laughs> uh, but also, Alpha says like, oh, these will keep my circuits warm all winter. Yeah. Does that mean in Alpha's just? It, it, yes, it, it'll keep the circuits in my feet warm all winter. Does that mean Alpha's just naked all the time? Like, <laughs> yeah. should like, he be wearing that, clothes over his robot body? I mean, that he means is somebody designed that built this robot to feel cold and possibly pain. Mm-hmm. Zordon went down think about it, he gets decapitated from time to time. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. They take that <laughs> head right off. I, I I do maintain like Zordon is trapped in a permanent time warp, so maybe he just warped to the future, ordered these off of Amazon, and brought them back. Well, the other thing is, isn't the enemy of all electronics excessive heat? Yes, that's true. That's <laughs> so true. Like what? Yeah, uh, maybe maybe his cold feet are working. Are him? Are his circuits working as intended? So yeah, ooh. They're, they're, uh, they're the heat sinks for his yep. uh, for his <clears throat> processor. Um, uh, speaking of, of weird plot things, um, since it's framed as Tom, old Tommy telling his grandson the story, how would he even know what the side story, like there's a side story with Bulk yes, Skull, yeah. uh, right? uh, yeah. and, as PIs and it's like, how would he even know that entire story happened if he wasn't in the room? Uh, yeah. Uh, Bulk and Skull told them, you know, later on, like, uh, oh, hey, this is how our day went. But I, I will say. I think the Balkan skull stuff in this episode is maybe a highlight because I do think that the two actors playing Balkan skull like you, you can see like they are pretty good physical performers mm-hmm. like they're, they've got a physicality to them that I actually really enjoyed. I they, they you could tell they were having fun and I really enjoyed watching them do their shtick. The wrapping paper joke did not did not land for me. No, no, no. The, the, the writing is like, terrible. The writing a, is terrible. Definitely. Yeah. But their physical performance. True. Was a lot I do fun. enjoy physical comedy. So yeah. also, also the, we could just talk about that entire side story right now since it has yeah, nothing sure. to do with oh, the yeah, rest yeah. of the story. Yeah, it has absolutely, it never intersects with the main story at all. So, so. Someone's been stealing all the fruitcakes in town and mm-hmm. uh, like eventually they, they go out to what looks like a, a, a newly developed housing development out in right, the yes. valley. And uh, it's like they follow a bunch of pieces of fruitcake to a giant fruitcake that Goldar and Rito Revolto had uh, made for Bulk at Skull. Out of other fruitcakes, presumably. Yes. Yes. Which, like, they've somehow managed to make the fruit in the fruitcake giant also. And I don't really understand how that works. Um, I love that effect with them just, like, standing next to this, like, you know, blown up, blown up like image of, of the a fruit cake. Fruit. Yeah. Yeah. It, it only no. would have been better if you could like see somebody's hand holding the fruit cake up close to the, the camera lens to, to, you know, give the impression that it's a giant fruit cake. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and just then, like someone's holding it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, and then, uh, skull calls his, his aunt Millie on his shoe phone to have her make more fruit cake <laughs> to replace That's all the right. ones. I that forgot about lost. that. He's got to get smart shoe phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just like, what the hell is this? Like, I didn't even understand. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. Um, Kids, before cell phones, this is how we all communicated in the 90s when we worked <laughs> at home. We, we all had shoe phones. Yeah. We were all really, we were all inexplicably really big fans of, of Get Smart. Um, <laughs> like, clearly somebody on that, sh- on that set was a huge fan of that show. And that's why they were like, oh, we need to put a shoe phone in here. Like. Why, why do we need to put a shoe phone? Shut up. I want to put a shoe phone in here. So my other question is, is this 
the only episode where no one like gets into a Power Rangers costume and does yeah Power Rangery things. I don't know if this is the only episode. It might not be the only one, but it's it's definitely very rare. Like they did nothing to help their situation. That awkward little girl just came in and started singing. Yeah, like who is accompanying that? I don't know. So let's set the scene. the 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 Rangers and their Jewish friend uh, Raymond uh, are all doing some sort of like holiday celebration at the community center uh, or Ernie's Juice Bar, and uh, like the set has already been like struck down. It's just like a wide open room with like a table or two. Yeah, I didn't realize they were in the juice bar. It looks like a high school auditorium. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it looks like a room. Yeah. Everything about this episode screams bottle episode. Like yeah, just, uh, yeah, uh, in- including the outtakes at the end where, yeah. like, you could tell that they're just completely over recording. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, apparently everyone is a uh, Christian except for their Jewish friend Raymond and uh, was that Tanya? Uh, oh, yeah, Tanya. Tanya. Yeah. Okay. I always, I always forget where Aisha comes in and leaves. I think you can still, can't you still be Christian and celebrate Kwanzaa? Too? Yes, yeah, I, I, don't I think, think so. Kwanzaa because one of the things is faith, I, you know. Yeah, so they can yeah. Have yeah. Faith. It's I more mean, like a cultural. This was yeah. the '90s era Just, where Kwanzaa was put up as like, oh, it's another Christmas style holiday, like mm. Hanukkah, which is also not a Christmas style holiday. No, but they just happen to. I, yeah, they, they just happen to be around the same time. Yes. Can I just say, aren't there eight candles? Uh, plus the lighter, lighter in the middle. Okay, because I was like, I'm counting nine. Every yeah. time it comes yeah. on screen, I'm counting nine. Right, so the one in the middle, uh, <laughs> ah. I'm, a, I'm a little Jewish, so I can tell you, it's called Ooh. the Shabbos. It's the candle oh. you use to light the other candles with. Good to know. So, you start like, out with, yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. not good at counting, but I, yep. like, I, I also learned recently that a menorah <laughs> is the one with uh, three prongs on each side, whereas the Hanukkah menorah is a is the is a different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, I, yeah. yeah, I didn't know that either. So that's um, yeah. I, I you know it it is one of the things that I think is kind of a bummer about this episode is that we learned it, nothing about religious faith. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, exactly. <laughs> They, they, yeah, they name drop all these. Like Tanya gets to explain Kwanzaa a little bit, which I thought was cool. But I wish they had maybe gone into a little bit more about, you know, like what Hanukkah is and, and things like that. You know, everybody or sort of brings something. Why to the Rocky table. had a pinata? For what was Christmas. the Asian American Adam. person's comment? Uh, oh, the they, they don't even celebrate anything. He doesn't know what he's yeah, doing here. Right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, was, I think it's interesting oh. to see what we have in common as well as what's different. <laughs> before sprocket hit them yes yeah yeah like i didn't re- i didn't even realize adam was korean i'm gonna be honest and like i was like afterwards i'm like it's adam park i should have realized that but no he, well i mean yeah. I, you know i i don't know if the show realized he right? was korean outside jo- of this johnny young bosch is half korean the actor mm-hmm. um right i i liked rocky yell something about tamales and a pinata uh, yeah yep. oh which wow. I had to Google, and that is actually how uh, Christmas is celebrated in Mexico. Um, yeah, again, if the, if they weren't going to do any Power Ranger stuff, like just just lean into this, and like, yeah, just make it a full on educational show about different holiday traditions and stuff. Like, you know, I'm I'm cool with that. I think that works better than what they tried to do here. I mean, 
the thing here is like they try to have a little bit of a lesson about you know diversity and respecting other people's other people's like you know traditions but like the show can't really have the power rangers like actually be be you know uh like particularly flawed people in any way so the whole thing is like entirely the fault of the racism gun and then once they get like the spell broken they they just like say these like kind of pat phrases about like how we need to respect each other and then everyone is fine and just it moves on from oh, it I, yeah I, I almost wanted like king mondo to say something like see racism is a personal problem it's not systemic <laughs> at all ha, 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 ha. uh i don't but our little children brains wouldn't have understood the irony effect then um i i think it's so to me i don't know if this is a fact but i feel like this episode had maybe a minute and a minute and a half worth of Japanese clips. And like, I think they found the episode where Sprocket has a pile of stuff and a pinata. And we're like, how can we turn this into an episode? And then created this episode around it. Like, yeah. I think that's probably right because they, they definitely did not have anything beyond that. That was like holiday holiday appropriate from the Japanese footage to use in this. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, you know, at least when like the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, when they did the Halloween episode, they had the pumpkin wrapper, yep. you know, pumpkin wrapping is about oh. to happen. And then it did. And all the, yep. the pumpkins on their heads and right. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think I need to admit this uh, as a kid, I didn't realize until Power Rangers turbo that they were cutting away to Japanese footage. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, it definitely took me a while to realize as well. Like, I didn't understand when they made the movie why the suits looked so different. Uh-huh. And I was like, and then uh, you know, later on, I was like, oh, that's because they like made their own versions of the suits, and they had like money because it was a movie, so they made them like really different. I just but, I remember it so vividly. I was watching, and it's like uh the red rangers like on his little go-kart thing and then mm. they cut to japanese footage of, and it's like suddenly it's like gloomy and in like osaka and <laughs> right <Yeah>. like, <laughs> oh that's japanese footage that they're using for all the fight scenes i didn't realize that so yeah, that, that just came back to me i had to share it I remember you know, when I final when that finally clicked for me, which like probably wasn't until years later either. And it was like, oh, that's why the Green Ranger shield in some of the footage looks like an awesome, like rigid thing, and it looks like friggin' gold fabric in other footage. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and like, <laughs> well, even in the American footage, it's like, why half the time it's like stiff and half the time it's like off colored and yeah, that's what she said. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Um, also, I asked the question, do we ever oh, see dear. their Jewish friend Raymond again after this episode or before this episode? Uh, he's in the episode Mean Screen where he's a tech genius and stops yeah. a Isn't computer that kind virus. Of a stereotype? No, not really. If he was like a tax accountant, I suppose that would be not tax. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say, like, if anybody listening to this podcast needs an idea of what this guy looks like, uh, Raymond, mm-hmm. um, I have to assume that if I were to check his IMDB, he is like the guy from all the Game Genie commercials. He looked like Kenny G. I've had a Game Genie. Yeah, he yeah. does look like Kenny G. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a Kenny Game Shark, G with I'm sorry. Radical firepower. Uh, yeah, Kenny, a little bit like Kenny G. I gotta be honest. Yeah, okay. Um, that, yeah, I see that. I, I, again, I had a Game Shark. I didn't, I don't remember the Game Genie commercials. Uh, <laughs> Uh, sorry to let you down. Okay, it's um, all right. It's all right. I forgive you. 
So by the way, by the yes. way, earlier I said the Hanukkah candle was called the Shabbos. Uh, uh-huh. I was I'm very tired tonight, so <laughs> I said the wrong Jewish word. It's Shamas. Uh, and uh, I, I just wanted to say that because uh, before the I, comments I come in, before the comments come in, <laughs> so yeah. you're, you're now canceled. <laughs> I am extremely canceled. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but they uncancel the holiday with the little girl that sings. We've actually determined that one of the new cliches that we found in the 12 days of Christmas specials this year is that people just randomly breaking into songs seem to cure (laughs) everything. So, so you guys have watched a lot of Christmas specials at this point. Yes. Is this the worst one or have you seen ones that are worse than this? I have to be honest. The Xena Warrior Princess one was particularly awful. How do they even do a Christmas and episode? And not because in that it show? was actually they that had the bad. baby Jesus. In it, as well. it was oh, that they God. crammed they crammed every Christmas story uh-huh. and the birth of Christ and into Santa. one episode. <laughs> yeah, and you Santa. know that that sounds pretty bad. Yeah. I got, I got Although say, I, uh, I'm gonna be honest, I kind of enjoyed it for how bad it was. The watchability one, was much better. I enjoy yeah. the show, but it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> this was hot trash. I mean, it I was really bad. I don't think we've had a worse one. Uh, or personally, I, I don't. I don't yeah, think. Because I... my my reaction to this was like, this is the worst piece of Christmas media I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe that it was like. I, I was already because I have not gone back to these old Power Rangers shows at um, all. I was not expecting a lot, but I was at least expecting. It's Morphin Time at some point, or whatever yeah. the Zio equivalent of that is. It's Morphin Time. Okay. <laughs> and when that didn't happen, I was like, because like, I, I hadn't told Emmy, or like, Emmy hadn't watched it yet. And I kept uh-huh. debating, like, okay, do I tell her actually, Warner. like, how bad this is? That's probably not fair, right? Or, yeah. Do I just tell, ask them if it's too late to do dinosaurs? Like, what do we. <laughs> yeah, I just to be careful to not to send too much to Brandon after, because I watched it and I just sent, wow. Yeah. Or just uh, wow. And I started by saying, enjoy the worst episode of Power Rangers ever. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it, it kind of is. It, I mean, it's just there's I just think, so much that uh, it just breaks the mold of Power Rangers that I'm just like, why? Why isn't Ernie's like a bustling place like it yeah. normally is? <laughs> they took out the gym mats and like, like, nothing is there. Like, the bar is gone. Look, I understand Ernie's is a just is a an anomaly it's a juice bar that's also a gym and everything else but like it's a youth center yeah yeah it's it's awesome and i want a place like that to actually exist so Uh, okay we'll put that in our 90s village yes ernie's juice bar for for concessions yeah and and uh hip-hop keto um (laughs) so uh the episode ends with uh flash forwarding to the future again with tommy and cat comes out and they're married and it's their grandson and their son comes to pick up their grandson. No, or that's no, another the grandson. Yes. That's yeah. brother no, of the that's gra- another yeah. grandson. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And the grandson yeah. is the red ranger and Tommy looks for his communicator when the communicator goes off. Um, awesome. At that point I had checked out. I had no idea what was going on with that. Uh, there's, Oh, um, you can see Rocky skipping off in the, in the background. And uh, like when they all go to let's go something, uh, fix Christmas for everyone. You yeah. can see, like, he's completely over it, and like the actors just like skipping out of frame. Uh, <laughs> like, they don't fix the problem in this, like, no. at all. Like, they just sort of get sings. over it. A girl sings. They don't get like the presents back or anything. <laughs> yeah. They just kind of go and like get new stuff. Yeah. Like, it's like this is like what would happen if like 
at the end of how the Grinch stole Christmas, the Grinch saw all the Who's singing, and then he was like, "Huh, well, that <laughs> happened," true. and then true. just goes home. Like then, just like goes back into the mountain. That's that was dumb. That while she was singing, they had to show each and every person like becoming unaffected by the racism gun. Hey, they spent five whole dollars on that <laughs> visual effect of the 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 beam affecting them. So they had to use uh, they had to use every penny. True. Well, if, if we didn't see everybody getting, you know, unracist, we would have no idea if that person was still racist or That's not. That's a good point. Yeah. Or like, how would we know where the the movie Power Rangers Turbo starts? You know? That's right. Yeah. Show don't tell. Um, let's see. Uh. The final, what was I going to Oh, I did think of one, uh, one episode of Christmas specials that might have been just as bad. It was Lois and Clark. Uh, oh, yeah. It was the night before Mixmas. Um, I blocked it out. That. Oh, was that, that like the, the Howie Mandel? Yes. Mixes Pitlick. Wow. Oh, no. Good memory. Real bad. Dressed like Prince. Howie Mandel played what? what? Mr. Middle Piddlesick. What? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the like and he dimensional dressed, imp, yeah. Dressed, yeah, dressed no, up I, like Prince from Purple Rain. Uh, yeah. You're gonna like that episode. Uh, that that <laughs> was you've uh, already heard number four. So, uh, Link, you said you had a, a quick treatment uh, for for the episode. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, I, so I, was, I was watching this and I thought, you know, I think I could fix this episode. I I think I could turn this into something absolutely brilliant. Well, that, okay, not not brilliant, but. Uh, better than what it is. If I can find my notes, here. one of them is not cured from the racism ray, and then becomes president in the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I mean, my whole issue with these sorts of diversity messages that we were all fed back in the day is, I mean, there, there's a couple of problems that I've got with them, but the big one might be the idea that, like, you know. Tanya saying, yeah, well, your Christmas stuff is stupid to a white guy is equivalent to a white guy saying, hey, I don't want any of your Kwanzaa stuff here. Like those aren't equivalent positions because True. one of those is way, way more loaded. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I I don't like that. And then kind of what I alluded to earlier, like this idea that bias and racism are these big personal problems. And if we all just do better, then we can fix it. And it completely ignores like the systemic issues that, you know, the intrinsic to these kinds of problems. And, and oh, you, so, you mean half the country just wasn't shot by a racism ray? Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. It turns out that that's not. Oh. Yeah. Um, unless sh- like, I don't know, our, our, our founding fathers got hit by a racism ray. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> very true. <laughs> we just never recovered. Oh, we just so, need to find more little girls to sing all around the country. Uh, Christmas. Yes. That's right. Yeah. If, Sorry, if we're only, derailing. We're derailing. No, no. If only Haim Saban's niece or whoever the hell that was can <laughs> come back and and sing flatly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, there, yeah. there were three kids in that um, in that episode that are completely uncredited, and, and even the Power Rangers wiki does not know who they are. They, they gotta be like the kids of executives. Those those are not even for child actors. Those were like pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but yes. But anyway, so, yeah, so I, I'm not saying it was up to Power Rangers or any kids show in the 90s to completely, you know, stop the problems that we're still having. But I, mm-hmm. I think that, like, they could have at least handled these sorts of messages better. So so anyway, 
here is my kind of treatment for this episode that not only, you know, I, I hope would have a better kind of message to it, but also has an actual Power Ranger fight, even though it would have to be brief because there's a lot here. So so first of all, when we we we, we leave out all the Tommy grandpa stuff because it, it's just completely unnecessary. We don't yeah. need it. Horrible. Yeah. Uh, so we're just going to open at Ernie's. It's it's actually bustling and Raymond and Bulk and Skull and the Rangers are all getting things ready. Bulk and Skull are doing their wacky antics. Uh, uh, Tanya and Raymond get to talk about their holidays. And, uh, you know, since I, I don't think any of them are, are actually like white, like Rocky, Tommy and Adam all could probably offer their own unique perspectives. This was another weird thing about this episode is that Tommy is sort of positioned as like the mean white guy. <laughs> even though like he's been pretty well established as native American yeah. by this point. Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, because they lost the, the, the white guy to the pure white guy. <laughs> don't, don't worry. He'll be back. Oh, right. right. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. 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 Um, Ranger. Yeah. So, so Tanya and Raymond offer to display some of their holiday accoutrement and, uh, and this is around the time when bulk and skull get dragged away by the, the what's his, I don't even know what that guy's name is. Um, cause he's discovered that all of Ernie's fruitcakes have been stolen. Uh, so it's so around it ties this time into the, the story. Hmm? It ties in more. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We're, it, it's going to tie in and bulk and skull are going to leave Ernie's and then come back to Ernie's. So it all, you know, wraps up nice. Um, so it's around this time that the machine empire, Reveals their plan to use their bias blaster on everyone in Angel Grove. Sprocket, I guess that's that kid's name, um, mm-hmm. arrives at Ernie's. I, sorry, I'm looking at my notes for the first time in a couple of weeks here. Prince, Prince Sprocket, <laughs> yes. Uh, Sprocket arrives at Ernie's, attacks him with the bias blaster, which only affects the non-Ranger characters. Um, after he leaves, uh, uh, and uh, conversations turn to arguments, and, and the Christmas celebrating patrons begin insisting that uh, any other mentions of non-Christmas holidays need to be removed. Everybody gets really mean. Uh, Tanya and Raymond are told to take their decorations and, and leave, and they do so obviously very upset. Mm-hmm. King Mondo uh, implements a better Plan B than whatever his Plan B was in the original episode. Um, he is going to actually unleash a monster. Now that the Rangers are split up and are, and are bickering and distracted. So uh, as they don't have an actual monster from the Japanese footage for this episode, I thought, OK, let's just do something really, really easy and cheap. They're just going to have a, a guy in a white suit with a great six pack. Uh, the the <laughs> abdominal snowman. <laughs> yes. So uh, <laughs> that joke works for me. So all right. <laughs> the ground begins to shake. The Rangers realize there is trouble on the way, but they don't know where Tanya went. And uh, now Rocky and Adam are even feeling a bit weary of everybody else as, as everyone is, is getting more agitated and frightened. Uh, Tommy tries to calm everyone down by saying that the Power Rangers are going to save them. And Kat gives an impassioned speech about how the Power Rangers don't discriminate. They're going to help these people no matter what. They don't care what their background is or anything like that. And uh, uh, this starts getting everybody, you know, realizing what jerks they've been. So uh, also there's not going to be a little girl singing. <laughs> so uh, that's a good, good, apo- that's a good apologies to uh, whoever's daughter or niece that was <laughs> good, yeah. good resolution. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so it, it, so they all go to the command center. Turns out Tanya's already there. Uh, the other, uh, the other Rangers teleport in just as Tanya tearfully tells Zordon and alpha that she you know feels discriminated and disrespected in her own community and doesn't know what to do. And she feels alone. The other Rangers gather around her, telling her that no matter what the rest of Angel Grove does, they're her family. And she always has a place with them where she's safe, respected and loved. 
Uh, the Rangers share a group hug that Alpha can't help but join in on. Zordon tells them that the strong bond they share is the greatest gift he could ask for because this is Power Rangers. But uh, there's still a crisis, so you, you ought to probably go kill that monster. Um, so everybody uh, quickly morphs. We do a quick Zord thing. Zord, um, pow, zoom, sword slash, whatever. Uh, the the abdominal snowman is destroyed very quickly. Uh, meanwhile, Bulk and Skull story goes on pretty much as it did originally because it was great. Uh, uh, no notes on that, <laughs> no except notes. for uh, instead of calling his poor put upon aunt to remake all the fruitcakes when they find the giant one, uh, he just calls for a forklift instead. Mm. So uh, we go back to Ernie's Raymond has been cowering in the parking lot ever since all this happened. Um, so they, they find him, help him up and say, Hey, we're going to go back to the party with you if you want to. And if, if you're still feeling, you know, like you're being disrespected here, we will all leave together. Uh, he agrees to that. But when they go back inside, everybody is uh, apologizing to Tanya and everybody else saying, hey, your decorations are more than welcome here. Uh, we can't believe what jerks we were. Just as Bulk and Skull arrive with a holiday surprise for everyone in the form of a giant fruitcake being carried in on the forklift. All of this proving that violence is the answer to racism. Wait, that's right. That seem- <laughs> Hold that's, on a I, I, that's a that is a much better woven together story um, as well as uh, it's that attacks the actual issue much better than uh, singing with something like that could make it onto CBS. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's uh, that's, that's uh, TGI Friday material right there. All right. Well, I'll keep that one in mind then for our power Rangers uh, RP uh, podcast that we'll do sometime next year. So, all right. Uh, definitely remember the character at abdominal, abdominal snowman. Abdom- abdominal snowman. Cause yep. Zed and Rita could make things change into their monsters. If I remember correctly. So um, that's why the, that's why all of the gym, Jim stuff was gone from Ernie's, right? Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> they, they transformed it's it all into monsters. It's now. too much of yeah. a risk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, so uh, uh, does anyone have any final thoughts on uh, a season to remember? Um, you know, uh, I, I don't. I don't think it was a season to remember. Personally, <laughs> I think it was a season to forget. You know. Yeah, I think uh, I might have already forgotten a lot of it. Absolutely. It felt like someone wheeled an AV cart into my living room and popped in this video and I had to watch it. It's like an after school special. That's what it felt like. At, well, least that the Power, at least the Power Rangers didn't tell you not to drink and drive, you know? <laughs> Uh, so, you know. so that was yeah. a turbo Christmas episode. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it would be right. Yeah. Oh, that uh, was an Alpha's magical Christmas or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was a bottle of schnapps. All right. Well, that's it for this holiday edition of Namely 90s. Tune into, well, uh, tune in, I think, Monday, uh, the third for our first episode of 2022 uh, that we recorded still in 2021 so it's not new uh but it's new to you so listen in uh thank you to steampunk link and emmy zero of snescapades for coming on can you let our listeners know where to find you too yeah absolutely uh and uh thank you again for having us and for indulging my ridiculous little uh screen doctor uh, (laughs) absolutely uh, your script doctoring um yeah you can find us um basically on any podcast app uh we are the snescapades podcast and you can find me on twitter at snescapades uh, or instagram at snescapades you can go to our website at honestpiranha.com 
uh, if you want to see the actual list. Um, and I think that's about it. That's going to be, that's going to be it. Uh, I don't have any social media presence really. So if you want to hear more of me, uh, listen to the podcast, we would love to have you as a listener. All right. And as always, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at namely nineties with nine zero S or find our personal accounts at B and at namely Andrew and tell us what you want us to talk about in this new year. If you would like to support the show, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash namely nineties. Also with a nine zero S finally, you can also contact us through our website, namely nineties.com. Please subscribe to us on Apple podcasts, Stitcher, Google podcast, Spotify, Zio, crystal, YouTube, Tune in, iHeart. I said a lot of these already. And wherever you got your podcasts from, I'm Brandon. That's Andrew. Thank you one final time to Steampunk Link and Emmy Zero of Snescapades. That's S N E S Capades. And thank you to everyone who has listened to our 12 Days of Christmas specials. We'll be back Monday with our first regular episode of 2022. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. We'll catch you next time. Bye bye. Power axe. Powered bow. Why'd I go bow? <laughs> <laughs>